At Ball State University, we recognize that as a community, we are better together. And so in this spirit, our university supports the work of the Refugee Alliance of Delaware County, which is a nonprofit organization that is helping refugees from around the world make Muncie their new home. I'm Ball State President Jeff Mearns, and this is Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. At Ball State University, our promise is simple, to empower the success of our students. Our students benefit from immersive learning, innovative academic programs, and state-of-the-art facilities. Ball State offers a distinctive yet affordable educational experience and the ideal environment to prepare for a fulfilling career and a meaningful life. We inspire Cardinals to transform their communities, to revolutionize their industries, and to make a difference. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Hello and welcome to Cardinal Compass. I'm Angelica Gonzalez-Morales. And I'm Evan Chandler. Afghan Women's and Kids Educational Necessities, or AWAKEN, aims to help Afghan refugees in their home country and locally. With their mission of improving access to education, providing health care services, and creating vocational opportunities, they've helped improve the lives of thousands of people. Bibi Barami, the founder of Awakens, started the organization in 2002. Maya Wilkins reports, over 20 years later, Awaken has a rich history of supporting refugees in their journey. For the Baramis, Muncie has been the perfect place to raise their family. Saki Barami is the child of Afghan refugees, Bibi and Saber Barami. Growing up, my parents have been very involved in the community, so we also became very involved in the community. Kenneth Holland, President Emeritus of the American University at Afghanistan, says dozens of refugees began coming to Muncie after August 2021 when the Taliban took control of Afghanistan. Bibi Barami um, uh, led an effort to uh, bring as many of those refugees uh, in uh, Camp Atterbury to Muncie. Holland says he has known the Barami family for the last 15 years, and he's worked with them to try to bring family members to the United States or bring resources to the villages in Afghanistan. They have that experience, and they know what the obstacles are to resettlement in the United States. In addition to helping her family in Afghanistan, Bibi Barami started Awaken, an organization that provides access to education, health care, and clean water and sanitation to families in Afghanistan. Uh, recently, with the whole situation, uh, when the Taliban took over, uh, there was a lot of refugees coming to the U.S., and I was involved with, with my mom helping to form a new committee under AWAKEN. To learn more about AWAKEN, visit the nonprofit's website at awakeninc.org. Maya Wilkins, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Bibi Barami, the founder of AWAKEN. Thank you for coming in, Bibi. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to the United States and eventually settling in Muncie? Uh, thank you so much for asking. Uh, my journey to the United States is amazing. I was a refugee in Pakistan and a refugee camp for six years. Then I came to the United States as a refugee to meet my husband, uh, Dr. Sadr Bahrami, and uh, started my life in beautiful Muncie here. And what was your inspiration in starting Awaken? 
my inspiration of starting Awaken, there were many reasons. I was totally blessed to have the opportunity to come to a beautiful community like Muncie and attended uh, English classes and uh, I had a free uh, childcare and uh, I was able to like, wow, this is such an inspiration. I wish I could give some small percentage of this opportunity to the girls I left behind. When I had that opportunity after 9-11, I'd say, oh, there was some hope after many years of distractions and many years of hopeless situation in Afghanistan, especially for women. At, after 9-11, I started the nonprofit organization Awaken to help with education and also healthcare services. Absolutely, and as the founder of Awaken, what were some of those major goals that you had when initially starting, and have those changed over time? Uh, my goal, initial goal were, for, especially for women, they have suffered the most. They lost their husband, they lost their son, they had no income, they had no support system, even from the government. They were left in a very difficult condition, and I wanted to, that's how I named it, Afghan women and kids, because they suffer the most. And my initial goal was to provide opportunity for them, education opportunity, so they become self-sufficient. And vocational opportunity, they can learn the skills that they can provide for their families. And that goal was is still very similar. But one recent thing, uh, unfortunately, after the drought, uh, the US troops, the starvation is increasingly in Afghanistan. At this point, we're distributing food to many villages, the people in the village. And why did you feel <laughs> that it was the right time to, for Mark to split off from Awaken? Uh, I started Mark as the subcommittee under Awaken. It was always intended a temporarily urgent resettlement needs in our community. When I heard that there were 7,000 some in Camp Atterbury, and I met with my board, I know our mission is to serve in Afghanistan, not, and we have not worked here because we send money to facilitate our project there. And I checked with my lawyer, awakened lawyer. He said, yeah, you could serve the refugees since you have a desire. And then I started a subcommittee uh, to help with the dire need. And the dire need was, I was working with the State Department and the contact bringing all these people. And I told her, because the resettlement agency, Catholic Charity and Exodus were in a dire need. And I said, whoever needs home, and send them our way. Our community is amazing here. And that was the reason. Yeah, I'm, on your website, it says that 98% of the donations and contributions go to the work that Awaken does. About how much money has that been over the years? Uh, we have been totally blessed the last uh, over 20 years of the support of the community. People like yourself who have done uh, gracious and generous contribution to Awaken. I think we have sent so far 1.5 million people to Afghanistan, which have helped thousands of people in different villages in Afghanistan in very needed, dire rural area. And so Stranger at the Gate, the documentary that you were a part of, um, told this incredible story of love driving out hate in a really big way. What is your response to those who would be confused by responding in that way to such intolerance? I personally believe, I think, uh, for me, I was blessed to be born and raised in a family that was very natural for me to welcome stranger. My father had home for homeless. 
growing up with that uh, family, I was totally blessed. But my message to people is always that uh, to always think of a person, not to be judgmental and not to just assume by how a person look, like Richard McKinney, how he look with tattoon and big, and then, you know, I could be, I was scared, I could be more scared, but I overcome that, and my background helped me, and I would like for people to go more with the love and understanding and kindness, and amazing thing will come out of that conversation. And if residents are interested in helping out, whether that be creating homes for refugees, how can they get involved and how do they reach out? I think it's a beautiful and blessing opportunity uh, for all of us in our beautiful community by having this, uh, as I said, that when I started Awaken, I give this opportunity to my community mm -hmm. to work in another country to be proud of, to make our Muncie community, uh, that's my goal in life, to shine and be example. And the same thing with the refugee opportunity that we give back amazing support, overwhelming support that we got from the community. And we're helping the refugees, the refugees are helping us. And I would encourage them to continue helping out. And obviously, as Awaken had one year goal to help the refugee, we accomplished our goal, the six months dire need for all the families we brought. And now we have blessing that what came out of this, the new organization, which will resettle refugees from every country, not just Afghan refugees, that I would like for them to reach out to the Ratsi organization to, to see if they can help in any capacity. They need a lot of help. It takes years. I have brought refugee myself, my family, 16 members of my family. It took like 10 years. I was the only one helping at that time. To, for them to be self-sufficient and know what they're doing in the community and getting a job and application and being students and taking care of themselves. And please help in any capacity you could. I did want to ask you, President Mearns, what do you feel would be the benefit to getting involved in programs like these, especially for Ball State students? So that's a wonderful question. I'm glad you asked it. You know, we believe education is, of course, on one level, helping our students gain the kind of skills that they need to find fulfilling careers, but also in our mission statement, we hope to prepare our students to have meaningful lives. And we believe that meaningful life is grounded in a greater appreciation of the human experience, those things which unite us as opposed to those things which divide us. And of course, we're all inspired and our, and our actions are guided by beneficence, which at its core means doing good for other people. And we all know that our lives become richer and more fulfilling and we find greater meaning and purpose when we support those who are friends uh, and could be Absolutely. our new neighbors here in our community. Absolutely. And Bibi, for those currently living in Muncie, how are the Afghan refugees adapting and do they express their feelings or experience, um, or how they experience being part of the Muncie community? Uh, uh, as I said, the Muncie community have been very warm. Welcome to all of them. Uh, we're, they're very grateful for that and they have share it with the whole United States that we are in a better place here in Muncie uh, because every, each family have a family that welcome them and they're in contact with them uh, at all times, whatever they need. And I think they all have a job, they, they all have a home, they chose their Muncie as a comfort home and they're very grateful. In the meantime, 
I see the wit I witness that they are missing home. There are a lot of them living single here. They left their wife and children behind that they're suffering. And I hope and pray that one day they, they can join the family here together. That will be additional comfort for them. For those who have family, they're very comfortable here and grateful for the opportunity. BV, thank you so much for joining us. The Refugee Alliance of Delaware County has strong ties to the Muncie Afghan community. The organization aims to help Afghan refugees and their families with housing assistance, translation services, job training, and more. Through community partnerships and help from local volunteers, the RADC extends Hoosier hospitality to these families in need. Christopher Raines took the opportunity to visit the RACD and learn more about the organization's efforts. On the outside, Muncie, Indiana seems like nothing more than a small university town in the Midwest, but one group is making an impact that is heard around the world. The Refugee Alliance of Delaware County helps those escaping the unrest in Afghanistan to find a safe place to live, start a life, and succeed in the United States. Heather Hunt is the volunteer coordinator with the Refugee Alliance and is working to better the lives of those traveling to America from Afghanistan. She's also a welcome family for new neighbors. So being a welcome family has been a very rewarding experience for me. Not only have I created very unique connections with the family, but just to, to create and go beyond that special bond and feel like I'm almost a part of their family now. Hunt has worked with Refugee Alliance since their founding in 2022 and is blessed to share so many moments with those she helps. Ari Hurwitz is the case manager for the Refugee Alliance and is excited to see the group's success. Herwitz has hoped that more people will arrive in Muncie so that he can help. Wow, what we've done here is extraordinary. When you hear from organizations in Indianapolis and Fort Wayne, but then we hear from the new neighbors themselves where they say, hey, you know, it's the secondary migration piece. Hey, my friend wants to move to Muncie. My brother lives down in Florida and wants to move to Indiana. The Refugee Alliance of Delaware County hopes to continue to give hope after tragedy and to impact the lives of those who now consider Muncie not only a safe haven, but a home. Christopher Raines, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Joanne McKinney, Refugee Alliance of Delaware County Board President. Joanne, please tell us a little bit more about being the board president for the organization. It's been a, an interesting road. We've been basically building the airplane as we've been flying it. We started in August and got our incorporation when I was in the um, Awaken uh, Mark committee meetings and I found out that was coming to an end last spring. I said, uh, these people I'm working with need a lot more help. So we got together with some of the board members of MARC and put this thing together very quickly in August. We got our 501c3 status in uh, November and uh, we've been off to the races. There's 11 of us on the board. We have a paid uh, case manager and we have paid translators. In your own personal experience, was there a defining moment for you that helped you realize that work like this was something that you wanted to be a large part of your life? Well, I'm a little older than you. And uh, I grew up during a time when the Vietnam War was present every night on TV. And um, as a young child, this is going to sound really nerdy, but I, I wished for world peace on my birthday cakes. I still do that. <laughs> so um, for me, just seeing that day after day, um, that really was one piece of it for me. I, I also um, studied, uh, my major is uh, radio and television, but my minor is Middle Eastern studies. And just looking at the conflict with the Palestinians and the Israelis, that's always been kind of in the back of my mind. And then here was an opportunity in Muncie, Indiana, to reach out and to try and help refugees. So this all kind of, kind of came together as part of who I am and part of my interest. And um, I find it helps a lot to help other people. 
it's very good for my mental health. Um, and I, I suggest all of you young people to do that because it's a volunteering gives you an opportunity to forget about your own problems and think about someone else. So it's been a combination of great things. And what makes Muncie an ideal city for programs like these? And President Marins, you could also add in a response too. Sure, well, Joanne, why don't you get started <laughs> and then I'll, I'll tag on. I think we're just right-sized because we're small enough that we can recognize new people in our community and, and serve them in many ways and connect them to many community services. We have a university here, we have a great hospital, we have lots of great things going for us, but we're big enough to have these other things that uh, really serve them well. Yeah, and I think this is a, a community that's defined by the relationship between those large employers, the hospital and the university and the community. We're a partnership together. And that's what uh, people who are new to any community need, is a sense of support services that are available and readily accessible. Absolutely. And so for you, Joanne, what's been the most rewarding part of the journey so far, working initially with Mark and then transitioning over to the RADC? My role on Mark was employment coordinator. So trying to get people jobs, um, understanding they didn't speak English, trying to figure out how to do onboarding and orientation and make them safe and give them an income. Most of these people are sending money back home, a lot of it. The way the Taliban has punished them for helping the American soldiers and the American effort is by not allowing any of their relatives back there to work. So we have one gentleman who is, I uh, just found out on Sunday, sending money back for 33 people he's supporting back there. So what's rewarding for me is to see him in a good job. Uh, his wife is 19, so she came here at 17. She turns 19 this month, so she's not even, uh, had their first child nine months ago. And um, she's navigating life in the United States in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be a leader. She's gonna be the future Bibi. She's uh, got English skills going on. She's going to every class they offer in English. She's got a tutor at her house. She's just, just very excited to be part of it. So that's very rewarding for me to see okay, these folks have been here about 18 months and they're, they're settling in and getting it. So it's, it's very rewarding. And have there been any challenges to provide needs for the refugees? Uh, the list is so long, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Our case manager has a 40 hour a week position that he probably works 50 or 60 hours trying to meet their needs. But there are many things, um, I thought the language barrier was gonna be the hardest part, but I think the cultural barrier has actually been more difficult as they don't understand. This one lady, she had a baby prematurely. So for three weeks, she had to go to the hospital every morning. We had to arrange transportation to get her there. And one of the volunteers um, said, you know, she lives five blocks from the hospital. Why is she not just walking down the street through the village to the hospital? I'm like, because she's female. She's used to being accompanied back home. And she um, doesn't speak the language. So if someone would stop her on the street for any reason, it would be very intimidating. So these are the kinds of challenges that we face. And then they have a lot of issues with time. So getting the kids on the bus in the morning is a challenge and getting them to work on time is and a challenge. President Marins, is there any way that the Ball State community can help you know, fill those needs? Well, so certainly we want to get our students to see if there are volunteer opportunities for our students to help with just simple tasks like the ones that you just described. And also we're working with, in partnership with the Muncie Community Schools, many of the Afghan refugees many. are in the Muncie Community Schools, so we could support them with those language development, but also hope as those children progress through the schools that they'll find pipelines to maybe employment opportunities or to go to Ivy Tech or to come here to Ball State. So we want to be a good partner in any way we can, and I'm sure that there are lots of people associated with the university, faculty, staff, and students who are having opportunities to contribute in a meaningful way. 
how has the community responded so far to the organization and its efforts? And I'm sure you might be able to speak as well, President Mearns, to Ball State community more specifically. It's been incredible. Muncie Community Schools has been one of our best partners. Uh, they not only have provided, you know, for the young children who are school-age children, they've also provided a lot of the women an opportunity to learn English too. So they pick, take a bus to their homes, pick them up three days a week to come and learn English. Uh, which is, again, this is going to be the self-sufficiency that they need to be able to really function in Muncie going forward. And they will stay here after they graduate from school and create businesses or support existing Absolutely. businesses. There's a real virtuous cycle that we're talking about. There's definitely a workforce development issue here, and part of my job, my real job, is at the Horizon Convention Center, and it's economic development through tourism, but this is workforce development at its finest. We're bringing in people, a lot of you younger people aren't having children, and we need to grow our population, and this is a, a one piece of that that I think is going to be very effective long-term. It's a long-term strategy, mind you, but it's gonna work. Okay, uh, Joanne, thank you, and that's all the time we have for that part of the discussion. President Mearns, we wanna give you the final minute to share your thoughts or reflections over today's conversation. Well, thank you, Evan, and thank you, Angelica, and Joanne, and to Bibi. Uh, I hope you all have been at inspired by the story and, and these, uh, these words this morning because that's what this is all about. You know, as we reflect on the population of people who live in the United States, the vast, vast majority of us came to the United States from another country. And the Statue of Liberty that sits prominently in the New York Harbor is a symbol to the entire world that this is a country that welcomes refugees and immigrants. We're a land of hope and opportunity. And that also aligns with Ball State and our community with, with beneficence, which as you know is the symbol of our values and doing good for others. And so it's a perfect alignment of the campus and the community about how we are all truly better together, including better together with our newest neighbors. So thank you. Thank you, President Mearns. I'm Angelica Gonzalez-Morales. And I'm Evan Chandler. Make sure to join us next time for Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. State University, we welcome you as a learning partner from day one. Our students bring creativity and determination to each aspect of the learning experience, from the classroom to the community. At Ball State, we help students turn an emerging passion into an enduring purpose. Our beautiful campus, welcoming environment, immersive learning, and collaborative culture provide the ideal place for you to pursue your journey to a fulfilling career and a meaningful life. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Amani Butts, audio engineering by Sam Robinson. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Media, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.